Hey guys, welcome to episode 16 of Frank's World, the storytelling podcast about nature. I'm really glad that you're listening today, and I hope that you walk away with a little more knowledge. And if you want even more knowledge, head over to the website behind-it-science.glitch.me, where you'll find in-depth articles on the topics discussed. Always gotta say it. Anyways, let's get started. Here's a quick recap of last week's episode. The team decided to host a beach cleanup as their first effort to prove to Mother Nature that humanity can be a positive force in this world rather than a destructive one. However, Dalton still isn't really pulling his weight and the group is really taking notice. And here's this week's episode. Same as usual, Frank and the team had to wake up early for their meeting. It was even earlier today than normal because they wanted to have plenty of time to discuss and then start working on things. Frank always liked the meeting days. They filled him with a sense of purpose and renewal, but he missed being able to see Agent Everett there. He missed the private conversations they would have afterwards in which she would give him exactly the comfort he needed. Now there was just Dalton. Dalton. Even the thought of him made Frank instinctually roll his eyes. There was nothing horrible about the man. He didn't get in the way of the team, per se, but there was something very off about him. For one, he was just of no use to the team. They would have done just as well if he wasn't there, and that defeats the purpose of a leader. But also, just the way he talks and the way he acted, it was all very annoying to Frank. Ever since Agent Everett left, he had been replaying their final conversation over and over again in his mind, thinking about all the ways he could have handled it better just to have her stay with the team and have them not be stuck with Dalton. If he had just been able to comfort her, her more, made her feel less bad about it, at least known her first name, they wouldn't be in this stupid situation anymore. He considered calling her a few times, not even to convince her to come back, but just to make her feel better about everything. He was sure this time period was hard on her, too. She most likely felt guilty about leaving the team and ashamed for having fallen into an unrequited love. But as Frank came to realize after she was gone, he did love her. Not romantically, as he had never thought about her like that, but possibly more than he had ever loved anyone before. Seeing her face all the time had been a source of comfort. Their conversations filled him with joy and relief. She made him feel welcome in a way no one else was able to. She was filled with a sense of warmth. And now, more than anger or resentment, he just missed her. But he knew calling her would make it worse. She didn't want to talk to him, and he understood that. He just wished things had gone differently. After contemplating this for quite a while, he finally got up and got ready for the meeting. When he arrived, Lisa and Steve were already there, but it was still a minute early from the time from the start time of the meeting. And of course, no sign of Dalton. As the minutes passed by, members of the group started sighing in annoyance. For this was not the first, nor the second, but the third time this has happened in a row. Once ten minutes passed, he strolled into the room while whistling. Sorry guys, I know I'm late again and you told me not to be, but I just lost track of all time back at home. Let's get started. Frank went to open his mouth, but but just before he could get any words out, Lisa said, Yeah, let's start. Frank squinted. He was annoyed at how his teammates were just letting this blow over, but he couldn't say anything about it now. They, They were starting. Lisa was the first to talk. So, as we discussed, this project is all about sustainable fashion. Does anyone have any ideas for what we could do? The group turned to Dalton in hopes that he would finally have something to add, but yet again he sat there in silence, so Steve started. I think we should have some sort of campaign, he said, but I don't know what it would be. Well, we could start a website that educates people that educates people about sustainable fashion, said Frank. Ooh, yes, and we could even partner with sustainable brands and promote their companies, just suggested Lisa. Yeah, and we can get the word out through posters and social media, said Steve. And so they had their idea, and they started planning it all out. 
When the day was over, Frank held the team back as Dalton left. He had done this before, but he had to make it very clear to them how he felt. Guys, we need to discuss Dalton. Frank, I know you don't like him very much, but he's who we've got, and he's not that bad, responded Lisa. He is bad. He doesn't do anything. He comes in late all the time. He doesn't hinder the group, though, she replied. No, but that doesn't mean we don't deserve better. I wouldn't be saying this if the stakes were lower, but this mission is vital to the rest of humanity, and you know that. We need a good leader, not a leader who doesn't contribute anything and who doesn't know what he's doing. Things have been going fine, though, Frank. The team has been going well. Our beach cleanup was a major success, said Steve. Yeah, for now, but how long can we really last on our own? How long would we have been able to last without Agent Everett? We need someone strong who can come up with good ideas and who can keep the team together. Well, what do you suggest we do about that? asked Lisa. Talk to someone. Try to get a new leader, suggested Frank. Lisa and Steve gave him a look of dismay. Confront him about it, at least. We can't just let him get away with not doing any of the work. It's only encouraging him more, and I know you find him annoying, too. While, ad while I admit he's not the best leader of all time, confronting him will only make him feel more isolated here. It will bring the team apart, and we can't get a new leader. We can't just kick him out just like that, replied Lisa. I agree, said Steve. I'm sure he'll improve, and in the meantime, let's just keep doing what we're doing because I think we're doing a pretty good job. They both turned to Frank to see his reaction. He knew he was not going to win here, so he decided to just give it up, for now at least. Lisa and Steve were simply too nice of people. Fine, we won't confront him, but don't come crying to me later when we have no one suitable to lead us. Steve and Lisa made faint laughs, and then they all went home for the day. And so the next day, it began. They came in and started working on their sustainable fashion campaign. Lisa and Frank created a website, then posters and social media accounts, all informing people about the perils of fast fashion and how they could shop more sustainably. Frank did the research, Lisa did the designs and creation. Wow, said Frank as he was researching. Did you know that it takes 2,700 liters of water just to produce a single cotton t-shirt? That's crazy, replied Lisa. What else are you finding? Well, pretty much. The fast fashion industry is really harmful to the planet, and it exploits workers who are oftentimes women and children. The textile dyeing they do is a huge pollutant. The industry consumes so much energy, and all the packaging and shipping requires a whole ton of plastic. Yeah, I never realized how bad it all was before. This is why we need to educate people, because many of them probably have no idea, said Lisa. So what does it say the solutions are? Buying from sustainable brands, thrift shopping, and doing clothing swaps in order to be less wasteful, and of course, just not buying as many clothes. Pretty much just reduce, reuse, recycle. Lisa nodded as she wrote this all down to include on the website and posters. I want to make this as the least intimidating as possible for people, knowing that shopping sustainably doesn't have to be difficult, but at the same time not guilt-tripping anyone or making them feel targeted, she said. Yeah, replied Frank. That's super important. This isn't individual people's faults, and blaming for it won't get us anywhere. While Frank and Lisa were doing this work, Steve was busy emailing with different sustainable brands and trying to partner with them. Many of them were willing to do it because they wanted to promote their brand for a good cause. Once he had a list of brands who had agreed, he gave them to Lisa and Frank, and the two of them sponsored the brands on their website and social media platforms in order to bring them more awareness and have people shop there. Once they were finished with everything, it was time to release the website, make social media posts, and hang up their posters. They were even able to contact people they knew in different parts of the country to get them to hang up posters there too as well, so the message was, 
so the message was more broad. After a few days, they looked at the statistics for their website, seeing that thousands of people had come to visit it and had clicked around, learning about sustainable fashion. Steve also spoke to reps from the brands, and they said that the sponsorships were successful as more people had been shopping from them. The campaign had been a success. On the day of their conclusive meeting, Frank told Lisa and Steve to come in early so he could talk to them before Dalton arrived. They were skeptical, but agreed. We need to confront him, he said when they got there. Frank, no, responded Lisa. Come on. I know you want to. I saw you getting fed up with him throughout this project, Frank replied. I'm not sure about this, Frank, said Steve. Listen, if he's not at least confronted, he's never going to change. And think about it. Would you want people disapproving of you behind your back but not telling you their issue? It's only fair to him to let him know so that he actually has the opportunity to get better, went on Frank. That's a good point, said Lisa. Right? It's for the good of us and for the good of him. Trust me. Yeah, but it still feels mean, she said. Okay, tell you what, if he walks through that door right on time for the meeting to start, we won't confront him. But if he comes in late, as he always does, we do. He'll have a chance to redeem himself first, answered Frank. Lisa turned to Steve, both of them considering this. Okay, she said. Yeah, I guess that's fair, said Steve. And so they waited for him. Lisa was praying that he would come in on time so they didn't have to do this, but the start time of the meeting came and went, and still no Dalton. Frank eyed both of them to confirm that they were doing this. He could see the question in their eyes. Seven minutes later, he rolled into the room. Sorry I'm late. I'm just so bad with time, he said casually. He looked up at them when he noticed they were all being silent. Dalton, I think we need to have a talk, said Frank. About what? About you. We feel like you're not really being the leader that we need right now. What? He asked with shock in his voice. Then he turned to Lisa and Steve, wondering if they were part of this too. When he saw that they were nodding in agreement, an overwhelming sense of sadness and betrayal overtook his body. You never show up to meetings on time. You never have anything to add to the discussions. You don't even know what's going on half the time. It's nothing personal, said Frank. Although to him it kind of was personal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How long have you had a problem with me? Because I never knew that I was bothering any of you. Dalton, we're not mad at you for anything because there's no way you could have known. And we didn't want to hurt your feelings by telling you, but we wanted to let you know so that you're made aware of how you can improve as our leader, assured Lisa. But to Dalton, the damage was done. Tears welled in his eyes. No, I'm clearly a nuisance to you guys. I'll just leave this team. You don't need me. Dalton, said Steve, trying to say something to make him feel better, but Dalton was already walking out of the room. The minute the door shut behind him, Lisa turned to Frank with a very angry look in her eyes, one of the angriest he had ever seen from her. Why did you make us do that? She asked fiercely. I didn't want to do that. Why did you have to convince us to do that? Steve's eyes also met Frank's. His were less angry, but still conveyed a sense of disapproval. Frank scoffed. We did the right thing by telling him, he responded. How can you say that? We hurt his feelings and now he doesn't want to be on the team. So much for unity, she said. Who cares? We're better off without him. He wasn't a good leader. We have more important issues right now than some guy's feelings. Now we can get someone better, replied Frank. Oh yeah, and how do we suggest we do that? I don't know. There's got to be someone we can talk to about it. Or we just don't need a leader. Again, he wasn't of any of use. She shook her head. This is ridiculous, Frank. Making our leader cry, having them leave the team. This is the last thing we need right now. Steve finally interjected. 
guys, guys, let's stop arguing about it before the team gets even more divided than before. What's done is done, and we did agree to it, so it's not like he forced us, he said as he turned to Lisa. Well, yeah, but he basically coerced us. I didn't even get to think it through, she replied. Coerced you, repeated Frank. All I did was explain why we should do this, and you agreed with the reasoning. Sorry that I, sorry that you don't like the result, but that's not my fault. You, ne you knew this was the right decision going into it. You're just being guilt-tripped by the crying. I know you don't like Dalton, Frank, but don't you care about how he feels, like, at all? She asked, growing more and more upset. Not really. I'm not going to let Dalton's precious little feelings get in the way of us saving the world. Wow, she responded. I didn't realize you were still such a jerk. As she said that she left the room, leaving just Frank and Steve alone. You've got to be on my side here, said Frank to Steve. Honestly, man, it was a little much. I see your point, and I think you're right, but you really didn't have to make him cry. I can't help it that he cried. I didn't know he was going to do that. Steve nodded while looking at the floor. It was obvious he didn't know whose side to take. I don't know, Frank. I don't know. All I know is now we're here without a leader because our past two have left us. Yeah, said Frank. Steve left the room. Frank soon followed. When he got home, he laid on his bed thinking about everything. Was he going crazy? Surely not. Dalton couldn't keep getting away with being such a bad leader, especially with all of humanity on the line. Still, he couldn't get Lisa's words out of his head. I didn't realize you were still such a jerk. And that is going to conclude our episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out the socials on the website. And remember that new episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Thanks for listening. Bye.